Welcome back to Cole America. I'm your favorite host, Chris Coleman, back here today. Got a few things that we're going to go over. One, got to start out, talk about the national title game. Congratulations, Georgia. You won. Um, that game, uh, it. this is a really weird thing to say, but I feel like this season was Nick Saban's best coaching job he's done in a long time. I mean, think think about what all we had lost the last couple of years. And even though it's Alabama, and oh, you recruit so well, and oh, you got the best, uh, you know, the best players, blah, blah blah. That's not always the case. It's not always the case. You got a lot of talent, but you have young, inexperienced players. Georgia, who's recruited very well, also, you know, has a lot of talent, and they got guys that are NFL ready. You know, what's the draft this year? They're going to see quite a few. And that defense, it's very, very good. Um, were there things about the game? Uh, yeah, obviously, a lot of Bama fans, a lot of people want to point to Jameson Winston going down on Mechie, going out in the SEC Championship. You don't have your top two receivers. That's how you beat them in the first game was, you know, having that deep threat and being able to, you know, take over the secondary. Okay. But when you're Alabama, that's there's no excuse. You got guys with talent. They got to be ready to go. And at the end of the season, you're not a freshman. You know, so up that a year, you've had a full season. I don't care how much you played in practice or anything else. Is it a big stage? Or yeah. You know, there's, there's no excuse. So you tip your cap. Georgia was the better team. The first time we played them, go back through social media. Go back and look. The majority of you people, we're all talking about, the, oh, yeah, we got by Auburn, but now we got to play Georgia. We're going to get killed. We're going to get killed. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Georgia was on a free roll that game. They really were. They knew they were in the playoffs. Alabama's in a must-win situation. These are college athletes. They're 18 to 22, 23. I don't care what you say about, well, no, I mean, Georgia really wanted to win that game because they wanted to beat Alabama. The motivating factors factor in. Mm. Well, okay, but then go back through before this game. Oh, yeah, we got to beat Georgia again. Yeah, we already handled that. Oh, yeah, we killed them. We killed them. We didn't kill them. The thing that we were able to do was we got ahead. Georgia's a team that was built very similar to 09 Alabama, where they were not necessarily built to come from behind. They were built to get out in front, line up and run the ball effectively, run the clock, grind the game down, put you in bad situations, and let the defense win you a championship. And it worked. That's what they did. Which is amazing, which you look at, 2020 National Champs Alabama, that offense. 2019 LSU, that offense. Like, you know, you go back through these past few years, there's been offense, 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 offense. You know, that's what's been dominating. And they flipped it. And they brought it there and they did it. And so, mm, you got to give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, I didn't necessarily like Stetson Bennett's interviews and his Good Morning American interview with, you know, 
Come on, dude. You were hammered. He was hammered on there at 8 o'clock in the morning. At the same time, like I just said, this is a 23-year-old kid, a 50-year walk-on. You grew up, he grew up a Georgia fan. Chaz, you know, doesn't really, doesn't get offered. He goes to another school. He transfers back to Georgia. He goes, no, I'm going to go there. I want to be the quarterback. He's not the quarterback the first week. You know, this, this season. JT Daniels. JT Daniels gets injured. He gets the job. And he is the starting quarterback at the school he grew up being a fan of, loving, you know, anything. Stetson Bennett the fourth. It's a movie. It's a movie. That's if it's a Disney, it's so unbelievable. You're like, this can't happen. Yeah, okay. Now you're the quarterback of that team. Let me guess. You're gonna lead them to win a national title? Yeah. And you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's there's there's nobody in Hollywood that's making that movie because it's not believable. Mm. Oh, you're going to lose to Alabama and Nick Saban and them in the SEC championship, but then you're going to drag Michigan, then you're going to then you're going to turn around and beat Bama? Okay. No, that's uh, uh, but hey, that's real. That's actually sports. That's what happened. Um State of the Union, Alabama, what all will they be replacing? You're seeing guys into the transfer portal now. You're seeing guys that are uh, leaving. You're going to see this a lot. Everybody's like, wow, I can't believe so many are in the transfer portal for Alabama. Are you paying attention around the country? There's around 700 people, actually over 700, already in that portal. Why? Why are these kids all jumping shit? See, these kids today, they don't get it. These kids today don't have loyalty. These kids today, they want to play. These kids, no, that's not it. That's not it. Pay attention to everything, guys. There's a lot of variables. For some of them, you might be right. And also, do you blame them? They go to a school. They've sat. They know they're not going to get to play. Do you sit there and go to school for four years and go, yeah, well, I mean, I went to you know, Alabama. I went to Oklahoma. I went to Georgia. I went to you know, Texas or whoever. I, yeah, I was on the team for four years. I didn't really play much. Well, senior year, I covering kickoffs or, you know, punt return, whatever. But, yeah, I'll I play there. No. Yeah, for some, yeah, that's a dream. For these, a lot of these guys, no, they want to play. They want to be on the field. They want to play. Mm. What if I reminded you that in 2020, they said – Okay, because of all the opt-outs and everything, everybody's getting another year of eligibility. Everybody. This year doesn't count. And next year, you don't have to be at 85 scholarships. You can have more. That's this year, guys. That's 2021. (laughs) Next season, 2022, you got to be back down to 85 scholarship players. Oh, yeah. Did you know when you sign a scholarship to go play in college, it's one year? You re-sign that scholarship every year. And if the school decides, nah, it's not working out for me, we're not going to offer you one this year. You You would basically just have to go somewhere else. And with the rules that you had in place before, 
before a transfer portal existed, you were going to a JUCO or somewhere if you are going to play that year. Because you couldn't go somewhere to another major school. You couldn't go to an SEC school if you were on an SEC team. You'd have to sit out for a year, lose that year of eligibility. Then you could play the next year if you made that team. So all these teams around the country have to get down to 85, and I guarantee you they're not going to come out. The players don't want to come out and openly say, yeah, they called me in the office and went, look, we're not going to offer you a scholarship next year. Yeah, you need to look somewhere else to be. That's embarrassing. That doesn't sound good. And then other teams are going to go, well, why would we want him if they don't want him? Hmm. No, that's not true with everybody. Some of them, they're like, no, I'm not playing. I want to leave. You know, there's different situations. But these are factors that go into it. And so as you watch this transfer portal – it's going to be interesting. Billingsley being in the transfer portal, I was really surprised he didn't have a, a good game in the title game. I was shocked by that. I thought he would, and he didn't. Greg McElroy called him out. I can't disagree with Greg on this. I think he was right. Mm. At a time where we needed him to be the all-American talent that he has, he didn't do it. For, you know, whatever reason. It didn't happen. Now he's leaving. That's fine. Paul Tyson transferring somewhat surprised me. I mean, that is Bear Bryant's grandson. Uh, He's in the portal now. But he also knows that a quarterback (laughs) has to come back. Just won a Heisman Trophy. You're probably not going to win that job away from him in the spring. It'd be a pretty bold move to go, yeah, we got the Heisman Trophy winner returning, but this other kid had 20 good practices in the spring, and we're going we're gonna to roll with him. Now, you have to be head and shoulders above him to take that job away right now, and that's not going to happen. So, yeah, go somewhere and play. Yeah. I think it'd be funny if he went to Arkansas, personally, just because, you know, Bryant's a – Bryant was born in Fordyce, Arkansas, but that's just, you know, whatever. Yeah, he did coach other places. Go to Vanderbilt. Go to Vandy. Surely, surely they're doing okay. Anyway, the Georgia Georgia's team was great. They really were. That defense, watch the, I'm telling you, watch the NFL draft. You're going to see and go, wow, they just sent a lot of guys to the draft. Mm. The media used to have jokes about Saban. They they used to always say, uh, like, his, whether he lost a couple of them in title games and stuff, that I think Nick was happier because he didn't have to deal with a parade that cut into his uh, few days of recruiting. And well, that has changed a little bit. I think you've seen Nick change a little bit. I think that, you know, you watched these past few years, he seemed happier. You know, he seemed like he's enjoyed it more. And he's been proud of him. I mean, I, I thought the two mess moments of the game or at the end of it were one, Nick in the press conference, whenever Will Anderson and Bryce Young were both about to leave, and he went, hey, y'all hold on a second. And then he spoke about them and their leadership, what all they had done. I, I, I thought that was a great 
great move and a great thing and sincere. At the end of the game, when Nick and Kirby met, and I didn't see it, you know, couldn't hear it, you know, being in the bar and everything after the game, but, uh, you know, you see it on social media and everything after. And I felt like when, if you watch when he met Kirby right after the game and he had that smile, he looked genuinely happy for his friend, Kirby, who, you know, finally got over the hump, gets all those monkeys off his back, because for the rest of his life, he will now be national championship head coach Kirby Smart, who, by the way, while we were talking about Stetson Bennett, Kirby Smart played at Georgia. Homegrown Georgia guy. Goes, works under Saban, is known as, you know, his his number two, whatever. Yeah, back before the lane train and everything, that was Kirby running that D. Talk to guys that played on that D in 09 and in 2011. They're like, Kirby's the one calling the plays. Mm. Kirby's the one doing it. Kirby, Kirby's running that D. I believe you. I believe you. I believed them then. They're my friends. I believe them now. Um, and, and so you knew it was kind of a matter of time before Kirby was going to get over that hump. Uh, but Nick, not, not only Nick's actions of looking genuinely happy for him, but Kirby immediately inside of me he goes, how is he? And Nick goes, what? And he goes, he goes, uh, Jameson. He goes, how's his knee? Is he Okay. And the first thing that he actually asked Nick Saban after this man just won a national title for his alma mater that he's, you know, worked so hard for, the first thing he asked about is an injured Alabama player. You want to know what separates the Nick Sabans and Kirby Smarts and those guys from, from other coaches? Their genuine care about the players. They look at these players like they're their children. And they understand that, I mean, if you if you got a best friend, you know, and your best friend's kid gets hurt in a game, and you, you know, the first time you see him, are you not going to ask about your friend's child? You genuinely care about, you know, you know how much they care about it? That's kind of how I saw that moment. And he goes, how is he? What? He goes, Jameson, how, how's his knee? And then Nick leans in, talks to him a little bit about it and everything. And, you know, Jameson wanted to come back in the game. He was asking. He was like, I can still play. Let me, you know, let me go. And the training staff advised against it. Nick Saban said no. <coughs> and smart move. Don't risk messing it up worse. Don't. Look. When you are, the the NFL draft now is slotted for pay. And so going into it, they had him as as a projected top 10 pick. And you're looking somewhere around number six, you know, where they, I think they had him projected to go. And I think he's still going to go the first round, you know, uh, based off the medical stuff that's come out so far, depending on how it comes out. And believe me, he is going to be tired of being evaluated by the end of it. But it's going to, you know, you're going to, he'll still be a top 10 or still be a first rounder. But for each slot that you drop, when you drop, say, you know, from 6th to 10th, that's around, you know, a million dollars a spot. That's going to come out of your guaranteed money. (laughs) And 
I don't know what you make in a day, but that seems like a lot. So, all right, that's that's kind of where we are on the national championship. Georgia's the the defending champs. Mississippi State's the defending champs in in you know freaking uh what you call it baseball. All things are bad in college athletics right now. Auburn comes in here and beats Bama and Chris Coleman Coliseum. Think it's a, it's a chaotic state of time and we got to change everything. Tuscaloosa's got a lot of work to do. Um, anyway, now <laughs> let's look at some professionals. The NFL, NFL playoffs start tomorrow. I do apologize. I probably should have got this out earlier in the week, but I'll be honest, I've been busy, man. Uh, Tea Time Dart League, uh, there was a lot of COVID going on. And so with that, uh, with the... Uh, I talk, I, I'm the commissioner of the league, and I talked to a lot of the, or uh, actually text all the captains, and was like, hey, um, what do y'all think about pushing, this past Tuesday was supposed to be the end of the regular season, then playoffs would start, I was like, let's push it back a week, give everybody an extra week to make up all the games, because some teams have multiple, some have this past week, but covid was all over the place this past week, so a lot of teams were out, including our match. Uh, nobody on our team, uh, but the other team, uh, Mallory and them, with short chats and sticky tips. She was only got one or two players, and you can't play with that. So we, you know, we pushed everything back. I did tell them this will probably cut into our TV deals, and you know, instead of them showing T Town Dart League, they're probably going to be showing the NFL playoffs now. So you have to watch that on TV instead. But sorry about that. So, since they're going to be showing the NFL on TV, I'll go ahead and uh, and look at these. First thing we want to do when we look at the NFL? No. We don't want to look at this week's games. That's not what we do first. Calm down. Listen. We look at futures. Playoffs haven't started yet. So, we're going to start out with the AFC. All right? Let's see what Vegas thinks. Kansas City Chiefs, plus 175, odds on favorite to win it. Do I think Kansas City can win the AFC again and get back to the Super Bowl? Yes. They revamped their entire O-line after the Super Bowl last year. You saw them struggle a little bit early in the year. They found it. That defense was carrying them for a while. That's amazing when you have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill in that offense. Absolutely, they can't get there. Would we lay that? No. Why wouldn't we lay it? Clay? Correct. Because plus 175 are terrible odds. I was like, it's a good answer. Good job. Next one, they have uh, the Tennessee Titans at plus 285. Oh, that's interesting. Tennessee's D's been good all year. Hey, Julio Jones actually got a touchdown pass in the last week of the season to get him one. Oh, Derrick Henry's back. What should have been the MVP this year before he got hurt? He's back. Okay. Can Tennessee get there? Yes. Do we want to lay that? Plus 285? Yeah. Those aren't great odds. Those aren't great odds. They're borderline. Last year, my pick before the playoffs the, to win the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are plus 325. They had good odds last year. And I went, you know what? I'm going to go with them because you don't need them to win it. You just need them to get to that game. So you need to get to the AFC title game. And that's what they did last year. And when they got there to Kansas City, 
know what we did? Hedged it. Now we can watch football, enjoy it, and we know we're making money off that game no matter what. You just needed to get there. Can Buffalo get there? Yes. Has Buffalo looked as good as they did last year to me? No, not at all. And you know what I attribute it to? The backup quarterback. You have Mitch Trubitsky as your backup quarterback. You're not going to win. Buffalo, you're out. That was personal. The next one up, the Cincinnati Bengals. Plus 675, explosive offense. <sighs> Jim Burrow. Jamar Chase. Explosive offense. Good team. Here's my problem with Cincinnati. And they got there's good odds right there. Plus 675. That's 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 solid odds. Here's my problem with you. Your offensive line. Hmm. I think your offensive line gets exposed in these playoffs. I don't think that you can get to the SC title game. Um, congratulations on making the playoffs. You're done. You're done. I'm not taking you. The New England Patriots. <coughs> Rookie starting quarterback, Matt Jones. Look, you can doubt the Patriots if you want to. The Bill Belichick. Tante Hightower running that defense. The most underrated player in the NFL. Collecting rings, making big plays in Super Bowls. They act like he doesn't even exist. They don't want to talk to him. Oh, why? Because he don't want to put himself all on ESPN. He'd rather go back to Tennessee and go fishing. Maybe go bowling. Come on. By the way. Check out that running back situation for them. They got some pretty good leaders there, too. Hmm? Hmm. Guy Najee Harris had to sit behind. Let's remember that. Anyway, Patriots plus 950. That's a solid play. It's a, it's a good play. They got a tough matchup with Buffaloes, the division rival. You played them twice already, so you're going to know each other very well. The first game... Was in a crazy, crazy weather. <clears throat> you know, the next one, Buffalo handled them pretty well. So you got to kind of like Buffalo in that game, give them a little edge. But Belichick's pretty good at this. Your odds are good, are better with New England here. I would take New England before I would Buffalo, but not for much. Next one up, the Las Vegas Raiders. How can you not tip your cap to this team? For making the playoffs. Are you kidding me? You know all the adversity that the Raiders have gone through this year? John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, all the others? You have to respect what they have done to get in. And then that, I mean, on Monday night game, the first week of the season, they won in overtime. Crazy fun game. The last week of the season on Monday night. Wow. Wow. That game was amazing. But they're plus 2,000 for a reason. I don't think the Raiders get the AFC title game. I think they should be happy to be here. So we're going to leave that alone. Plus 3,400. Pittsburgh Steelers. The Big Ben Tour continues. All right. One, talk about lucky to be in the playoffs. Because 
if the Chargers don't use that timeout, the Raiders were going to take a knee, run the clock out, and tie because they knew they were going to be in the playoffs. Well, when the Chargers used the timeout, they had to run a play. They did. They get down there. Okay, well, since we're here, let's go ahead and win the game. And that's what kickers do. They win games. Not, but you can't go only kickers. You have to finish drives. You have to get touchdowns. Alabama, I'm talking to you in the first half. When you're playing a very good team and you settle for field goals because you couldn't get in the end zone, you're not going to win that game. Now, yes, I was happy to watch it. I personally wanted Will Riker to kick 11 field goals that day. That gives you 33 points. And I wanted Will to get the MVP. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, Pittsburgh, you're lucky to be there. I love Dodgy Harris. That's just a class act, great guy. You know, Big Ben's final tour. I think they'll give it all they got, but they ain't got enough. And you got to go to Arrowhead. Don't bring your family. They don't want to see that one. Tell them to meet you at the airport when you get home. So looking over this with where we were on it, I think your best odds, Patriots plus 950. The other one I would go with right after that is definitely the Tennessee Titans plus 285. That's my next pick for you. All right. Now, let's jump over to the NFC. NFC, odds on favorite, Green Bay Packers. <coughs> Does it make you as sick as it makes me? Mm. Aaron Rodgers. Look, have they looked like the best team in the NFC? Yes. But they're the Packers. You know what's going to happen. They're going to get to the NFC title game, and they're going to lose it. Is it a safe play? Yes, but at plus 125, those odds are terrible, and that's why we're not touching it. <clears throat> plus 350, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, that's the defending Super Bowl champs. That's Tom Brady. That's one that's hard to bet against. But this team's not the same, and it – When's the last time you saw somebody repeat in the NFL? Mm. It's been a minute. Not this year, Tom. Not this year. I'm not taking the. I'm not taking a TV twelve and, and Tampa. Plus four fifty. You got two teams here: the LA Rams, Matthew Stafford, going out there, jumping on that offense, Cooper Cup going ham, mainly because, you know, Robert Woods was hurt and out for a long time, and they pick up OBJ. That defense has added so much to go, you know, it's already with Donald Nim, and then you go out and you bring in Vaughn Miller. That that defense looks ready to go. That's some good odds, you know, for them. Plus 450, I like the Rams there. The other one at plus 450, I'm okay with them. Dallas Cowboys. Now, has Dallas beaten a team that has 10 wins or more this season? No, they haven't. They haven't looked great. Mm. Can Dax win the big games? Eh. I think Diggs is excellent, excellent, excellent at, um, at you know, his interceptions. But he don't tackle. He's not physical. So, I don't know 
I, I, it's Dallas, man. I can't go with them. I can't roll with them in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Courtney Childs. I'm sorry. Next one up, plus 800, the San Francisco 49ers. That's the team that was just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Mm. Missed the playoffs last year because we talked about all their injuries and all their problems. The first round, they take Trey Lance. When they got Garoppolo, you don't really know what's going on there. And they're just winning games and winning games and slowly chugging along. I couldn't believe their odds were at plus 800. I thought they'd be higher. And I think it should be higher. I'm, I'm, I'm not big on San Fran. But could they get there? Yes, they could. Now, here's one for you. Plus Arizona, Arizona plus 1,400. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I like those odds. Arizona Cardinals watched them go into Dallas and absolutely dismantle them a couple of weeks ago. Kyler Murray, I'm a fan. I like it. The Philadelphia Eagles, plus 3,800. Nobody believes in you, Philadelphia. Nobody. You against the world, buddy. Go do it. Think it'd be awesome, but I don't think it happens. And so that is why my AFC pick, plus 1,400, got to go Arizona. Now let's look at this week's games. You got the Raiders and Bengals at 330. Bengals are minus five and a half. Raiders coming off that Monday night overtime game. And then they're going to have to turn around and play on Saturday. So you give them a little bit of a short week on that, after that crazy game. Um, I like the Raiders plus five and a half. But this game's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati fans, they haven't had a football team to pull four in forever. You know? And you saw how excited they were with uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats getting to the playoffs. Happy to be there. Yeah, yay, guys. Great job. Sorry you couldn't stop Alabama from just lining up and running the ball up our butt all day. But, you know, we still love you. Yeah. They're going to be saying a lot of the same things. Because the Raiders figured out in overtime that for all that the Chargers were, they were terrible against the run. And they just turned around and handed the ball off Jacobs and let him go. Josh hadn't had a lot of huge games this year. I think he against Cincinnati, though. I think they're going to get pressure on Burrow. It's going to be a close game. I, I, I'm not picking money line here because I think it's going to be, you know, really tight. But I like the Raiders plus five and a half. And I will not be shocked if they go into Cincinnati and win this game. 7-15 Saturday night. Bills, Patriots. Bills are minus four and a half over under 44. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. But Belichick knows how to make adjustments. Josh Allen, great quarterback in Buffalo. He can spin it. Mm. High Towers got to step up with that D. They got to make some big plays. They got to do it. Mac Jones, you're going to have to throw the ball against this D. Gotta do it. I think a low-scoring game, I'm taking the Patriots plus four and a half. I think that both those Underdogs have a legitimate shot at winning those games on the road on Wild Card Weekend. Then we come back on Sunday. And those beloved Eagles that so many of my friends seem to be a big fan of. Jalen Hurts, plus eight and a half. They have to go to Tampa. To the defending champs. And the champs are minus eight and a half. Mm, 
I like the Eagles to cover. I like Tampa to win. I think Tampa wins this game at home. I think Brady to Gronk. And what tight ends in this game? You know, Eagles got like three very good tight ends. So does Tampa. They got a couple really good tight ends. <laughs> I think it's going to be an interesting game. But uh, give me the Eagles on the points. Tampa, Tampa to advance. 49ers Cowboys. What year is it? What year? Because there, there was a time back in the day when these two got together in the playoffs. It was go time. Shane, Shane Cook, you're old enough. You remember. That was when you were a Niners fan. I know Courtney remembers. I know a lot of you Dallas fans remember. Sides remembers. A lot of them. Dallas is only minus three at home. All they're hearing about is how they keep blowing it in the playoffs. They can't do it in the playoffs. They can't do it in the playoffs. You know what? Dallas is going to do it in the playoffs in the first round. They're minus three. Give me the Cowboys to cover. Cowboys to win. Cowboys to advance. Cowboys fans to blow up Facebook. Jeff Fogley in particular. And talk about, you know, the boys are back. We are them boys. Yada, 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 yada. Then Sunday night. 7-15, the Kansas City Chiefs will play the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Kansas City is a 13-point favorite at home. Kansas City is one of the toughest places to go play. That stadium will be rocking. They will be loud. They will be tomahawk chopping. They're going to be annoying. They're, they're tough. It's tough. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they're really good. With Patrick Mahomes and Hill and all those others on, you know, every time we mentioned, they're really, really good. Their offense is really, really good. So, and 13's a lot. I'm not going to touch this one today. It's Friday. I'm hoping this line moves. If it gets to 14, then I'm, I'm taking the Steelers and two touchdowns. It's the NFL game. Comes down to around 12, and I'm probably taking the Chiefs. I think 13's the right about the right score for this. So, that's just me and where I'm at on it. But give me the Chiefs. I'd love to see Najee Harris just go off and rake, rip their defense up. But Kansas City's defense played a lot better this year. I think that's the difference. Chiefs, Chiefs advancing, definitely. Um, and then for the first time ever, on Monday night, we get a playoff game. That's right. 7.15 Central Standard Time, 8.15 on the East Coast. I'm not going to go through the rest because there's only two more and you should be able to figure that out on your own. <clears throat> the L.A. Rams will host the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football. And you know what? The Cardinals are plus four in this game. The Rams are a four-point favorite. I get it. I like the Cardinals. I want the Cardinals. I just told you that I'm taking them at plus 1,400 to get AFC title game. So, obviously, I have to take them into this game, right? No. I don't. These are two different things. I'm taking them at plus 1,400 because of the odds. You can throw 10 bucks on it to win 140 because of the odds. You see where I'm at? This is a separate game. I could actually go against them here. Mini hedge. Go against them here. 
and take the Rams at home and see if Matthew Stafford has stopped celebrating Georgia's national title and see if Von Miller and Aaron Donald and everybody on that defense can, can stop Kyler Murray and that offense for, for Arizona. I think that the, you know, the Rams are the more complete team. And in that new stadium they have out there that they share with the Chargers, but in that stadium, I think that uh, I think that, that they're gonna get it done at home. So that's just there's your AFC NFC that's your weekend picks. We gotta look at the Super Bowl real quick because I and mean, why not? It was nice to see MLB real quick. MLB announced that they will be meeting and to discuss their stuff. So we'll see. Um, but NFL futures. To win the Super Bowl, you know, go through these relatively quickly. Of course, this site doesn't have them in order, so I'm going to jump around a little bit here. But Green Bay is plus 300. Not taking that. They don't win Super Bowls. That's not what they do. They like to get to the NFC title game and blow it. Kansas City Chiefs plus 425. Eh, I'd like a little bit better odds on that. Tampa plus 725. No. Tennessee Titans plus 725. Hello. Hello. Hello, Sagenbacher. You listening, buddy? Butterfield, you listening? Tennessee Titans plus 725 to win the bowl right now. I like it. Let's play it. Buffalo Bills are plus 750. No thank you. No thank you whatsoever. Um, The Dallas Cowboys plus 950. Eh. Rams are plus 900. Eh. And then the rest of these. Cincinnati's plus 1,500. Don't throw your money away. I told you I don't have an O-line. That, or don't have a great O-line. That's going to get exposed at some point in the playoffs. Uh, maybe not the first week, but definitely at some point. Um, Arizona Cardinals, come on. Come on, pretty boy. I don't think you can do it. They're plus 2,800. I hope they get to the, AFC title, or the NFC title game. I doubt that that will hit. I don't necessarily believe in that pick. You know, let me tell you something, and this stat was from about three weeks ago, so I don't know if it still holds true, but they had fumbled more times than any team in football, but they had the fewest turnovers of any team in football. Tells me they were getting some lucky bounces. You know, some fortuitous bounces, and they were coming their way. Eventually, the luck runs out. Um, Las Vegas Raiders plus 4,700. Magical season. Kudos on the playoffs. That ain't happening. Eagles plus 7,800. Man, that's crazy talk. Oh, I missed San Fran. They were plus 1,500 because I didn't care about them. And the Steelers are plus 8,200. That's not happening either. Just going through this, I think your best value, Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry back. You got to like that. Plus 725. That's where we're rolling with it. So there's your picks on those. Sorry it took me a few days to do this. Um, so you know, T-Town Dart League will be back in action this next week. It's a lot of makeup games getting played. Just go to ttowndartleague.com. Check that out. You'll be able to see the standings. You're seeing the single seasons heating up. When you look at the standings, then you also need to click on, yeah, and yeah, you need to use your phone and a computer or, uh, hey, some of y'all probably got two phones. I don't know. But uh, you can also do, where you're looking at it, you know, say, down with that, or you can just go back and forth. But look at the schedule, and you'll see that each matchup, we put the score on the schedule. And so if there's not a score on the schedule, that game hasn't been played. 
All right, and it's got to be made up. So you'll see there's some teams that they, they can still make up some things. Top eight getting to the playoffs. Playoffs will start January 25th here in the next week. You know, two weeks. All the games will be made up. We'll all be played. We'll be ready to roll. It's going to be a good time. Um, you're seeing a lot of shifting right now with some of the teams. Some of the teams near the top of the table. Uh, a couple of key players. Uh, for, you know, for personal reasons and no longer with their teams. We'll see how the dynamics of that go. But, you know, that's, that's sports. Next man up. We'll see see what happens. Um, I, I think there's a lot of very intriguing things going on in the league right now, and I love this league. I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so, you know, get involved. Get in it. Yeah, you know, show up on Sunday here. We have a tournament uh, that's blind draw team. Monday over at the Red Shed. Back here Thursday, we have a singles. You know, but you, anybody can sign up playing those. Those are open. That's where you meet people that are in the league, and, you know, you learn some different strategies. You figure out some different things. But also, you're, you're throwing pretty good. Maybe you end up on a team. You know, uh, we played down at uh, – we played at Red Shed at 4.30 on Wednesday against uh, one of Galette's teams, Old Man Young Bucks. And, yeah, they got some young people on their team that they can throw, they can play. Uh, Ant, he's good. He's a good player. And he sticks with it. He could, uh, he could, be, he could be really, really good. Uh, Jordan, she, the bartender for him, she hit an out, won a game for him. Um, you know, so you see those. Uh, I, I love seeing the younger ones getting involved and playing and doing well and stuff. And I don't know how they're doing it with Sam Adams coaching them. <laughs> Just kidding, Sam. Anyway, guys, <coughs> that is my time. Y'all come by Unique. Come by here and see me. I'm never hard to find. I'm here. So, <coughs> over the weekend, we'll, we'll have a good time. We'll be here. Uh, swing by, say hello. We open at 2 in the afternoon every day. We're open from 2 o'clock in the afternoon till closing time, which is 2 or 3 in the morning, Monday through Friday. Then you come in on Saturday. We're here at noon. Here till 2 in the morning. Sunday, here at noon. Yeah, actually 11.30 a.m. And we're here till 10 p.m. on Sunday. We're giving you at least 12 hours every day to swing by and see us. So see what you can do. See if you can get by here. Come by, hang out. We're going to be doing more with this place. You're going to see the drink specials, you know, get mixed up all the time. We just celebrated National Gluten Day yesterday. As if I care about gluten personally. But I thought it was fun to do. You know, honored Betty White a few days ago. We had National Milk Day. Had the Star Wars Bantha milk flowing. It's not bad, actually. It's not bad. You know, it's not too strong. I don't recommend drinking a lot of them. I told people, I was like, hey, if you ever had a night where you just drink a bunch of white Russians or milk, you know, drinks or whatever, I was like, it's with alcohol? I was like, yeah, you, I don't know how Big Lebowski did it because throwing up milk is one of the grossest things you'll ever do. Anyway, that is my time. I thank you all for listening. I want to thank my man, James Green. He does such a great job putting the show out for me and, and doing everything for me. He is the man. He is the, the one that makes it go. Anyway, as always, I will leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman. <laughs>